Exodus chapter 12. Exodus chapter 12. I should have had that in a mic on a long time ago. Amen. Very familiar scripture. Won't be a thing in the world that you ain't heard already. Amen. God's blessed us to come together and be together, walk together. Dylan, stand up, will you? He's backward as he can be. Let's give Dylan a hand. Amen. Amen. I know Jamie is proud of him. Chris proud of him. I was proud of him yesterday when he stood up before the 30 men and opened up the service. That was uh, is a great blessing for me. We came out. We came out of Hope House and one of the counselors was talking to him and he introduced me there. And Father asked him how long he'd known me. He said, Dylan was in jail and all I was spent in prison. But Dylan was in jail and I was in jail. God made it my heart strong to go visit him. And I don't go often anymore, but I went. He wouldn't come down out of his bunk. There's a little golden boy that I knew. I said, go up there and tell that boy to come down here. I want to talk to him. He wouldn't come. He wouldn't come. But the bottom line, he told that counselor, said, I've known him a good while, said he visited him in jail. <laughs> he knew. So God's people ain't hid. When we go in the name of Jesus, leadership of the Spirit of God, it works. Amen. Probably we'll start the 12th chapter here. I've got till I read a whole lot. I don't want to get words wrong. I don't want to mislead or lead people in the wrong direction. I want them to know what the Word of God said. But I thought about the Lord God had told them. And the mess my message today is harness. I ain't never preached on harness. The children of Israel, just like God has given us, his children, another change. And he told them, said, go in your house and don't come out. This is all the Passover, and it's a very, very uh, special but important story that everybody's told. He said, don't go, don't go out. Go in your house and stay there. And he said, put blood over the lintel and on the two doorposts. And all of you have heard that. The Lord has told us not to go out of our place. Not to go out from where God put us. He's told us not to deal with the world, struggle with the world. He told us plainly places we can't go. He's told you individually places you can't go because the devil will bite you. He'll get you. He'll grab a hold of you. So he told the children of Israel to go into your houses and don't come out. Because God said, I'm going to kill the firstborn of mankind, of Pharaoh, of cattle, of goats, I'm going to kill it. Can you imagine? I can't imagine the stink. The Bible plainly said that in every house there was a dead. Can you imagine every house in Surrey County said, Moody's, will you come? I've got a death. Will you and everybody died at the same time. And there was death in Roger's house, Henry's house, and Butch's house. 
And out in the barn, the cows had died, the sheep had died, the camels had died. Can you imagine what a fear had fell on the people? And the people, Moses had went to Pharaoh and said, let my children go. Let my people go. Pharaoh, turn them loose. And God would harden Pharaoh's heart. And Pharaoh would say, no, I'm going to keep them here. So every house, as the destroyer, listen to what I'm saying today. Bill Sperling wouldn't be 81 years old if it hadn't been for God. The destroyer would have taken me out. But the blood was over the door. The blood had been applied to my heart. And God stopped the devil. I should have died a couple of times lately. But God stopped the destroyer. Doctors will tell you, they didn't do it. It was God. It was God. So we need to be praising God today instead of running in fear. We need to be praising God that the destroyer has no power over us. When we sit back, Christians, and let them take prayer out of school, immediately guns started going to school. Sex acts that had never happened before begin to go to school. Gays that had been in the closet come out because we quit praying, because we quit reading the Bible. If I today quit reading the Word of God, I'll be in trouble. I'll be in trouble. Let's go to Exodus 12, 29. Exodus 12, 29. I'm going to tell you, the devil's crowds are hollering. I got a call from uh, Mr. Jimmy yesterday, Anderson. And he said, can you hear that? And there's a boy just wild in the cell, hollering and screaming. Can you imagine Locked up, and you can't stop him. Screaming, I left my house today. Maybe I shouldn't say this. I left my house today, and my boy's standing over, screaming and a hollering on my land in my community. And then they tell me I can't holler out for Jesus. And it came to pass that at midnight, as the Lord smote all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, from the firstborn of Pharaoh that sat on his throne until the firstborn of the captivity that was in the, in the dungeon, and all the firstborn of cattle. And Pharaoh rose up in the night and his servants, and all the Egyptians. And there was a great cry in Egypt, for there was not a house, for there was not one dead. Can you imagine the weeping and the wailing and the crying that in every house a baby had died, of the firstborn, whatever age, 16, 18, the firstborn, everyone died. Can you imagine, honey, in those tents? Can you imagine the cries? Please come and help me. My son has died. My this has died. My girl has died. My, my, my cattle have died. Can you imagine? I know I've been in several homes when there was a bison and me's weeping and crying. But neighbor, it's too late. If we wait till the destroyer has killed them, 
we need to be crying out while there's still time, while they're alive. But he called for Moses and Aaron. Pharaoh had rejected Moses and Aaron. He rejected the call of God. But he said, and he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get you forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as ye have said. So Pharaoh woke up in the night and he saw all of these things happening. He said, Moses and Aaron, rise up, go get the children of Israel and get out of here. Can I tell you something? Today, we don't have the power of God to shake this nation up. We've quit praying. We've played in the world. We've let the devil come into our house. We've piped it in and we brought in pornography. We brought in things of the world. We used our cell phone for things that ain't godly, not for a godly conversation, but an earthly conversation. We've let the things of the devil slip in. We've had envy and strife in our hearts. We've talked about our neighbor. We've not had the love of God that we one time had in our hearts. I'm going to tell you, Moses had a care for the people. He loved the people. And he went and he told Pharaoh, let us go. And he made a mark on Pharaoh, Rose life, and Pharaoh come. When the people were dying, and he said, go. At midnight, he said, get the people and get out of here. You're trouble. Uh, you're trouble in Egypt. Can I tell you something? We're not troubling the destroyer. We're not bothering the destroyer. The destroyer is walking over uh, Christians today because we're not walking hand in hand with God. Honey, we need uh, to cause trouble for those in Egypt. We need to cause trouble for those that are serving the devil. We need to cause trouble in the homes that ain't living right. I know they won't like you. Butch mentioned I can go in the store today, and I don't know many of them, but the majority of them will go in a different direction. They don't want to hear the conversation that we've got. If it's a, well, good to see you, sis. Amen. It's good to be in the house of the Lord. It's good to know that our name is written in the Lamb's book of life. If we die today, there's nothing standing between me and God. I say there's nothing standing between me and God. And I'm going to tell you today, Get out of your pride. If there's something standing between you and God, hit the altar. Come now. I won't bother you. You don't have to tell me. But you need to talk it over uh, with God. I've watched it. And prison butcher back it up. And it fell away at River North. But the boys used to gather around when one was in trouble or when death come to one of the family members and they couldn't be out and the mama died or the daddy died and they couldn't get out. And the boys would gather around and lay hands on them and pray. Dylan, I watched over there at the Hope House and it stirred my heart. Today, we ain't got time to stay in the service long enough to anoint. Amen. We've got a time to eat. We've got a time to run here or to run yonder. But I watched those boys at the end of the service, and I watched nearly every one of them. And there was a newcomer sitting there in front of Jamie and I, and one of the boys come back and talk to him, explain to him what they were doing. And they all ended up back up there praying one for another. Amen. Do you understand what we're saying today? The love of God ain't in our hearts no more. 
We're not concerned about other people. The opinion we've got of ourselves is the best one we'll ever have. We think we're higher, better, smarter. I'm going to tell you something. In a split second, honey, I had a massive heart attack. Couldn't motivate on my own. I couldn't do anything on my own except God moved. I wouldn't be here today. Maybe we don't have the promise of another hour. Get sin out of our life. Get sin out of our life. Pharaoh knew he had done wrong, and he didn't want to see no more death. He didn't want to see all of his youth dying, and there was death in every house. Can you imagine the stink? Can you imagine the crying? Can you imagine the hurt and the agony just for rebelling against God? Just for rebelling. God allowed the destroyer to kill the firstborn of Pharaoh of those in bondage, of all of those in the land because of the sins of the people, the sins of the people. It's a good message, church. Y'all just stay in here and listen. And he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up and get thee forth from among my people, both ye and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said, 32nd verse, and take your flocks and your herds, as you have said, and be gone, and bless me also. Pharaoh said, and bless me also. And the Egyptians were urgent upon the people that they might send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we will all be dead men. Neighbor, they got in a hurry. They was there to tear the Egyptians down. I mean, the, the Israelites down. The Egyptians set back to tear down the Israelites to keep them in bondage, to work them like dogs, to keep them making a brick every day, and to treat them like people in bondage. But all of a sudden, the people come up, and they got urgent, said, get these people away from me. God had delivered the, the Israelites, and God said, and the Egyptians said, get these people away from us because we'll all be dead. We'll all be dead. I'm going to tell you something today. Because of the Christians in America is why we are still alive. For the soldiers that fought is why we are still alive. The Hitlers of this world would have killed every one of us. Honey, but God didn't allow the destroyer because the blood of Jesus. God didn't allow the car wreck to kill Bill, the shots that were fired at Bill. God didn't allow them to penetrate. I'm glad today that God turned the destroyer away. When the destroyer saw the blood, he couldn't get through the blood. If you're having problems at your house today, you need to get back under the blood. I got problems at my house, but neighbor, I'm under the blood. I've had a peace lately like I've not had in years. Janet knows I've been a worry ward, and I pray to God, help me to quit worrying about what I can't. God has helped me in this matter. I'm glad today. I'm glad today that the destroyer can penetrate and the people took their dough. Listen to this, 34th verse. And the people took their dough before it was leavened. Most of the younger people don't understand a ball of dough and how a ball of dough was before it was leavened. And you'd have done a communion here if he don't live with bread. It ain't very good. And it don't rise. It's just a ball of dough. And he said, it don't have very much taste. But the people, uh, was the, 
and the people took their dough before it was leavened and their kneading troughs. Most of the young people think it's a whop biscuit. Amen. But there's kneading troughs where they need it in the leaven. Can I tell you something today? We need to knead in uh, some leaven that we might rise up and be something fit for the master's table. Kneading board being bound up in their clothes upon their shoulders. Get this right here. Their dough and their kneading troughs bound up in their clothes and they had it on their shoulders. I say again, we've took grace for granted. And they left. They didn't have hardly anything. And the children of Israel did according to the word of Moses. And they borrowed of the Egyptians jewels and silver, jewels of silver and jewels of gold and raiment. They even got clothes off of them that had ruled over them. Why? He said, because the Lord gave the people faith. <laughs> oh, oh, glory to God. <laughs> glory to God. Time and time again, church, I found where God gave me favor. I've been in places where I didn't have favor, and God gave me favor. And God gave these children of Israel that didn't have jewels. They didn't have the finery. But God touched the Egyptians' heart, and they got jewels of gold, jewels of silver. Amen. They got close from their enemy, from the one that one time ruled over them. I'm glad the children of God can find favor, amen, with their enemy, with them that ruled over them. Them that done them will glory to God. I'm glad I found favor with God. I'm glad. I'm glad today them that persecuted me had to stop. Larry Johnson told you this morning he was mad and miserable. Mad and miserable. He even thought one time he could whip me. Mm. He didn't know I'd found favor with God. I'd like to tell you something. Then he found favor with God. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Amen. And God moved that arrogancy. Right, took it away. Yes. Settled down. And he realized me and him are just men. Right. We ain't nothing special. Right. I ain't and he ain't. Yeah. We're just men. Roger ain't. We're just people that have found favor with God because we said, I will, I'll do, I'll try. If you'll save me, I'll get on board. I'll get on board. I'm willing to be persecuted. I'm willing to be talked about. Where did I get to? I'll find it. And the children of Israel journeyed from Ramaz to Sukkoth about 600,000 on foot that were men besides children. 600,000. That's probably a hundred and what here this morning. 110, 20, 30. And he said, on top of that, he said, and I want us to get this, a mixed multitude went up also with them and their flocks. A mixed multitude. A mixed multitude with them and herds, even very much cattle. Let me switch over. We'll go again. That mixed multitude is with everyone else, everywhere that we go. Let's turn to Exodus 13, one page over. Amen. I'm going to keep you close. If Pharaoh come to your house, out of all that he preached, if Pharaoh come to your house and said, show me a miracle, would you even get up? Or would you say, Pharaoh, I'm afraid of you. You carry corona and you got pneumonia 
Pharaoh, you got a heart attack, and you put us in bondage. Pharaoh, if I testify and tell of the miracle that God's done for me, would you put me back in bondage? Or would we stand up and show Pharaoh our miracle? I've been redeemed. Death don't scare me. How do you know? I've been at death's door. It never scared me when they said I had cancer. It broke my heart that I couldn't talk. They said I'd probably never talk. And I may be on a feeding tube because cancer had eaten into my esophagus. And you doctors know esophagus is about as thin as paper. They said they scraped my esophagus and I ain't on a feeding tube. I eat gravy and biscuit just like a grown man, hallelujah. God did that. So what am I going to tell Pharaoh's crowd? Same thing I'm going to tell God's crowd. I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Glory to God, the blood has been applied. I've tried 55 years to serve God. And Pharaoh, I'm not quitting now. Amen. Glory to God, I'm a miracle. You're a miracle. I look at these babies. They're miracles. Every time I look in a little baby's eyes, how in the world, if you go through the process of a seed and a man and a woman and it comes out a baby, that beats anything I've ever seen in my life. That's past my understanding. How in the world you can take a cold-hearted sinner, amen, and he be born again of the seed of a righteous Savior, the blood of Jesus Christ, and come out a new creature. Kenneth gain glory to God. God's been good to us. He brought old Kenneth through a heart attack, open heart surgery the last two months. Amen, and he's sitting in the house of God. Can I show you a a miracle, miracle after miracle after miracle, but we forget sometimes what God has done. I'm going to tell you what's wrong with our young ones and our grand young. We've tried to keep God from convicting them and whipping them. We need to let God take control and bust their back in and get their attention. Amen. Because I can't correct them. I can't get the job done. But my God can. Amen. I told Scotty, I said, I've bailed you out, and I've bailed you out. 59 years old. Several years ago, I said, you go in, you come out. Going to be on your own. Don't call me to come get you. I ain't coming. I'm done. I'm done. Is that cold love? It's love, I'm going to tell you that. It's love. But Bill, you ought to say nothing about it. I want you to know that a destroyer ain't left my house. Ooh. But I'm glad the blood ain't either. Amen. I'm a good mind to run. I'm glad he can't get through the blood. They can scream and holler and aggravate me. They can call all hours of the night, but they can't get through the blood. I slept enough last night to preach a hour today. <laughs> Hallelujah. God has been good to us. Walking, talking, miracle. I'm trying to say it like Don said, a miracle. It's just an old man miracle. That God saves old sinners. That he kept coming back. Roger knocking on our heart. He said, will you come? Will you come? Will you come? And he said, Bill, a time and a time and a time. Bill, will you come? I'm glad he knowed me by name. Let's go to the 13th chapter. Amen. And this is where we got our message. 13th chapter. 
Church, I'd give anything if my voice was like it was, but it ain't. It ain't. Sometimes I'd like to be still again, but I ain't. Amen. So I'm going to take what I got and use it. 14th verse. And it shall be when thy sons ask thee in time to come, saying, What is this that thou shalt say unto him? By strength of hand, the Lord brought us out from Egypt, from the house of bondage. And I jotted down my note. This is our testimony. We came out of a house of bondage. You may never drink. You may never drug. But you was a sinner. And you was in bondage by the devil. I used to wonder, because I hated my life. Right before I got saved, I hated my life. But I thought, why do I go right back and do the same thing over again? Because I was under the leadership of Satan. I couldn't get out from under it except by Jesus. And I'd wake up Sunday morning sick, spend my money, shame-faced. Wife didn't want to speak to me. So stupid, and turn around and do it again. Under bondage of Satan. You know why the pews ain't full today? They don't know what they're doing. If America knew what it was doing, the church would be full. There couldn't nothing separate us or take us away from what God give us. God give Andy that seat in church. Terry gave you your seat in church. But that's your seat. God gave you. This is my seat. If somebody else ain't sitting there, if it is, that's my seat. But it's still in the house of God. God gave it to me. And now I'm going to keep the destroyer off of my back, I'm going to testify of the miracle that God done in my life. It's when I came out of Egypt. And on the way, I come out of the bitter joints, the dance halls, and the hill holes of the world. I don't gamble no more. Don't fool with other man's wife. We can have educational lottery if you want to, but it's straight out of hell. When I see a man that can't put shoes on his feet, count out his pennies on a curb, I saw this in Galax. Count out his pennies on a curb, trying to get enough to buy one more ticket that they might have flourish. Some. Ain't that something? What's our testimony? I'm so proud of my wife. Last week, I was in Elk and picked up a black lady, about 50 years old. It's after Memorial Day because she kept telling me it's Memorial Day. I dropped a load on Janet. We rode around. She said, I want to go to. Elkin, we was in Jonesville. She got her buggy, we got in the car. She said, I don't go to Elkin. I thought, all right. We got to Elkin. I said, Janet, <laughs> this is yours. <laughs> she went in. She come back out. She said, uh, you probably couldn't have heard them no way. She said, she was talking to me. Band and said the other was an Indian. He couldn't understand neither one of them. 
as her load. I sat in the car. Proud of ever done that. It's good. And it came to pass when Pharaoh would hardly let us go that the Lord, my Lord, look at my testimony. And it came to pass when the Pharaoh would hardly let us go that the Lord slew all the firstborn of the land of Egypt, both the firstborn of man, the firstborn of beast. Therefore, I sacrifice to the Lord all that openeth the matrix, <coughs> being males, but all the firstborn of my children I redeem. And it shall be for a token upon thine hand and for frontless between thine eyes. For by strength of hand the Lord brought us forth out of Egypt. By strength of the hand of God brought us forth out of Egypt. But God, but God led the people. But God led the people about through the way of the wilderness. I want us to get this. I need to go back to 17. And it come to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God led them not through the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near. So you wonder why you can't take a shortcut and not have no problems. God did not let the children go through the land of the Philistines. God knows these two verses, church, ought to turn our hearts. It ought to turn our hearts. And he didn't go through the way of the land of the Philistines. It do you good to sit down and look where Goshen is and they could have made this journey in just a few weeks without any trouble. But they signed 40 years in the wilderness through the way of the land of the Philistines, although the way was near. For God said, lest peradventure or perhaps the people repent when they see war and they return to Egypt. People repent. And I looked up this word repent in the Hebrew, uh, M-E-T-A-D-A-N-I-A is the word. And it said change of mind. And I thought how many, listen carefully to me, listen carefully to me, how many, I could count hundreds in my 55 years as a Christian that started on the journey and if they'd have got the near cut and went through the easy way and made the straight path and never had the circle or never had no troubles. And then when trouble come, when trouble come, they changed their mind. Evidently, the brother asked about one this week, are they still here? No. They had a change of mind. I remember the little preacher that come here and said, Bill, God has led me to this church to help you all. I told him where I stood, and he had a change of mind. He had a change of mind. He says repent, and it do good for you to go back and look up that word and look up that scripture and see where if they had had an easy road, I'll be the first to tell you. Every time everything going good at my house, I'll miss a trip to the altar. I'll miss a day reading the Bible. And I feel guilty. I'll pick up my phone, punch in two verses, 
read it and go eat. Hello, I'm just human. If I didn't, if I didn't have to stand before you all, I wouldn't have read till ten thirty last night. I'd like to say study, but I'll say I read till ten thirty last night. I can't even study; I ain't got no sense. So why is some of the troubles? So mine come to keep me here. Dude, I thought about you and Michelle, and this ain't been easy. But you couldn't put yourself first because there's four others that we had to look to. And if you don't lead them, who does? One of the best things ever happened to me when God put me in leadership in the church. When God put me in leadership in the church. And I realized he needs me. She needs me. I ain't about me. I've got to be an example. I've got to set the trail. I've got to blaze the trail. Think on it. It's getting quiet and dry, and I love it. I think verse is where I got my message. And God led the people about through the way of the wilderness of the Red Sea. And the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. Went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. There's a lot more we could read there. A lot more. But I thought about a horse, if he's not harnessed, he can't pull the chariot. And I thought it said they took the dough that was unleavened and they took the meat trough and he said they put it in their clothes and tied it on their shoulder. And he says here, when the children came out, said they were harnessed. And it says the children of Israel found favor. And they, the children of Egypt give them gold and they give them jewels of silver and they give them clothes and they give them things. I want us to think big on this. 600,000 besides children and the sojourners. It don't tell how many was the sojourners? But with 110, 15 people, if we lined up, we'd go all the way to the fire department. We have lined up on Wednesday night and prayed, and 70 people will completely circle the church. You think about Moses. He done told us other. Night, Wednesday, Thursday night, Wednesday night, that Moses was 80 years old. Three score and ten. Think about an 80 year old man trying to lead 600,000. And there's one place I'd have to go back and hunt it, but it's them three chapters where it said they didn't take no. Fiddles, no food with them. And instead of going by the way of the Pharisees, well, they might could have got something to eat. God put them in the wilderness. Where there wasn't nothing to eat. No water. Remember there they got mad at Moses because the water was bitter. God told him to take a tree, take a limb, 
in the water, and the water becomes sweet. Maybe if we ain't careful, we're crying because things ain't going to suit me. And we're working against the plan of God. You military men, Kenneth, when we was in the Boy Scouts, amen, we had a backpack, and we only carried in mostly for us. But I got all I could carry with a one-man tent and enough fiddles to do me two or three days in the woods. And what a load I had on my back. He said, the children of Israel come out harnessed. They didn't come out running loose. They come out harnessed. God had his hand on them. We get saved today. Go into the hills of the world tomorrow. Our workplaces, sometimes our schools, are hell holes. We need to be harnessed. God didn't give them all of that freedom. He brought them out of bondage. But they had a load. The New Testament says, pick up your cross daily and follow the Lord. Matthew tells us it's a straight path. It ain't wobbly. It ain't doing what we want to do. Not one of us deserve a vacation. I don't even deserve electric lights. And I cherish hot water. I love my hot water. I don't deserve it. I don't deserve it. I jot it down, and y'all may have to look somewhere else, but I, Henry, I went to Google. And I found several different spices, so, so I don't know. But the tabernacle was roughly 45 foot long, 15 wide, and 15 high. And I can't say this is true, but this is the estimate they gave, that the tabernacle would roughly weigh 2,500 pounds. And I thought, that's just the tabernacle. They had to set it up. And then they had to tear it down. They had to pack it on their backs. They had to go. Did they know where they was going? They'd heard that God had said they could go to a land flowing with milk and honey, but they didn't know the way. So the cloud of God led them by day. And ever so often, a pillar of, a cloud of fire, a pillar of fire by night would lead them. So they had to follow that, that they didn't know where it was going. They went by faith. They sat down, and I feel assured the first thing they set up was a tabernacle. How many, how many people, men, would it take to carry 2,500 pounds? If we carried 100 pounds apiece, that's 2,500 people. And then they had their own kneading board. And they had their own clothes. I've never heard this brought out. 
But I have more respect for the children of Israel that came out of bondage today than I had last week. The load they carried. Lazy America that we are. Would we carry our load? Oh, my Lord. Some of you Google professors can look that up and check it out. I looked up the curtain size. The temple veil was 60 foot high. I've already preached on 30 foot wide and four inches thick. Imagine a man with four kids and try to carry a tent big enough for them and what a load it would be on them. And yet, he may have to carry one pole for the tabernacle. There was designated people to carry the Ark of the Covenant. I can't think of their name. What were they? Huh? Yeah. And the pole was roughly 30, 36, but I forgot. I figured all that up one time. Like three foot, 42 inches. And rings on the side. It wasn't light. But it went before the 600,000 besides children. What I'm saying to you, are you carrying your load? There's some people in our church, got families that need you. I've got a couple on my mind. Hope they'll let me in. Hope I can get in. Hope I'm able this week that I want to go and just offer up prayer. That I ain't nothing but offer up prayer in their behalf. I may get run off and I may come back with a black eye. I don't know. But are you in the harness? My grandpa Golden told me about steers and how stubborn steers were. And I'd never seen a steer work. But in Cuba, I saw several steers hooked in the harness behind an old wagon. But they carried poles and different things on. So I thought, if we're in the harness, I'm talking about the harness of God. If we're in the harness, we ain't going to be looking to the left and the right at the junk. If we're harnessed up, we're going to be pulling with Jamie. We're going to be pulling with Mount Vernon Church. We ain't going out yonder and try to tear down Mount Vernon Church if we're in the harness. And if we're not in the harness, we're not on the path of God. The Bible plainly says that Israel came out of Egypt bondage harnessed. And man, I thought about that. I've testified hundreds of times how I've been set free. And I've been set free by sin. But I'm harnessed up till I can't do the things of the world. I have in the past done some things in the world that I can't do today. 
I didn't know I wasn't convicted. But I'm praying God will get you in the harness. I'm praying God will convict you. Bill, you're just an old white-headed man. That's what I used to think about them old preachers. The old white-headed man, what do, you, what do you know about me? And I'm me, here I am, 18 years old. You don't know what I'm Forty-five foot by fifteen wide, by fifteen high. I never look, really looked that up, and like I said, it's Google, but it touched my heart. And he said the children of Israel went up harnessed out of the land of Egypt. You can probably get all kind, of, all kind of opinions on this scripture, but I'm gonna tell you. I got harnessed up with the Holy Ghost. I got harnessed up till my fellow man working beside of me that I won't try to outrun him. I'll have the whole load. I'll try to work with him and let him pull his load. How many of you ever worked a horse? Yeah. Worked old horse, plowed corn with a mule. Mm. Quarter hour, big timing. But I was harnessed up. I didn't take off to dinner, jump in my car, ride to McDonald's. McDonald's wasn't there, and I didn't have a car. So I ate pot of them. And went back behind the mule. Think how easy we got it today. We had heat in our church, air conditioning in our church. Don mentioned preaching on a dirt floor. We preached on it, the wall was about that high off a dirt floor so the water could run out. And it had window holes, and it was on the southeastern, on the sea, on the southeastern part of Cuba. And there was, it had a door and a door, but it had windows and no windows. It had holes, and the water and the wind blowed right straight through. One little old two-foot fluorescent light was only light. We were small rotten. I'm going to read just a little more and quit. I hope I've got this across about being harnessed. I hope we can just imagine, just imagine what the Word of God is saying here. Exodus 14, I'll read about three or four verses. <coughs> but I'm preaching on being harnessed. Some of you know what I'm talking about. If you're harnessed, you don't take a break when you want to. You don't go where you want to. You don't quit when you want to. Fourteenth chapter. Let me read the third verse. And Pharaoh, fourteenth and third verse, and Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. The wilderness has shut them in. We know Pharaoh is the devil's type. We know that. So the world, the devil, is looking out there and saying, we are entangled in the world. We are entangled in the bright lights of the city. Lot got entangled in the, in the bright lights of the city. Abraham went back to the mountain country. So Pharaoh seen this. Church, I'm telling you, I've read Genesis through time and time again. I've never seen what I'm preaching to you today. And Pharaoh will say of the children of Israel, they are entangled in the land. Can I tell you, Dylan, 
Dylan, Matthew, Pharaoh's crowds going to say, if you fool around outside, he's entangled in the world. He liked his myth. He liked his women. He liked the things of the world. I believe I'll just go get him and show him. He's hanging pretty close to that anyway. So he's getting entangled. The hair standing up on my arm. I'm going to tell you, Satan's got power. Them that promised us they'd be here today, they ain't here. You know who won? Satan won. Satan won in our lives. You know who's winning in my son's life? Satan. Pharaoh's seen it. Neighbor, don't give Pharaoh a change. Don't give him a change to think you are entangled in the world. Your brother can aggravate you to death, bring you back, entangle you with. She testified it, you know, the hindrance in your life. I'm going to testify to you today, under the blood, you can't get away from Jesus. Under the blood, you won't be entangled with the things of the world. Outside, if you are outside, out from under the blood. Jesus said, stay in the house. If you get outside the realms of God, Pharaoh will see you and bite you. He'll get you. I'm going to read two more, three more, and I'm going to quit. Let's jump down to 10 in the 14th chapter. And he said, and when Pharaoh drew nigh to the children of Israel. The children of Israel lifted up their eyes, and behold, the Egyptians marched after them, and they were so afraid, and the children of Israel cried out unto the Lord. And they said unto Moses, Because there were no graves in Egypt, what did they do? They turned on Moses the chosen man of God, to lead them out of bondage. Amen. And they turned on him. And he said unto Moses, Because there was no graves in Egypt, hast thou taken us away to die in the wilderness? Wherefore hast thou dealt thus with us to carry us forth out of Egypt? Is not this the word that we did tell thee in Egypt, saying, let us alone. Can I tell you right here, the children of Israel told Moses, said, leave us alone. Leave us alone. Don't, don't take us out. We got something to eat. We're in slavery. We're in bondage. He said, did we not tell you this in Egypt, Egypt, saying, let us alone, that we may serve the Egyptians? Can I tell you today, it may come some hardships, but you may have to lay down something where the world is feeding you. Where the world, not God, but the world is feeding you. Bondage is feeding you. For if it had been better for us to serve the Egyptians than that we should die in the wilderness. They love their life. They'd rather be in bondage than to be out there. You listen carefully to me. As Corona swept through, there's people still never come back to church. There's people still never come back to God. They saw Pharaoh and his army, Corona, and they run. They were scared to death. If they would have been rival God, I don't care if you tell them I will. And you say you're hard. If they were rival God, they'd have helped us one night in revival. Amen. Amen. My home church, Fairview, not the new church, but the old one, but I go to the new one if I can help them one night in revival. Because they never done nothing to me. God moved me. Amen. Do you get what I'm saying? I'm going to tell you there's some people ain't rival God. Preach it, Bill. They run 
when Pharaoh flared up. They want recognition. They got to have their name called. And Moses said, and I quit right here, I promise you. And Moses said to the people, Fear ye not. Stand still. Hello. Don't run, church. Stand still and see. Not just hear about it. Not just feel it. But see the salvation. See the salvation of the Lord, which he will show to you today for the Egyptians whom ye have seen today. Ye shall see them again no more forever. The salvation of God took care of their enemies. The Red Sea message has been preached thousands of times, maybe millions of times. But how the walls heaped up, it wasn't a branch. It was the Red Sea. The walls heaped up, and the children of Israel come through. He said, you can see this. They looked back, and the chariot wheels were flying. They can call it two inches if they want to. But every one that they had seen, those that had had them in bondage, those that tried to kill them, every one of them died. He said, those that you've seen, you'll see them no more. And the waters came in on Pharaoh's crowd. Church, don't give up. We're serving the same God. Get him, thank you. We're serving the same God. If it looks like you're going hungry. I thought manna came down. I've read all that this week. Manna came down. And the Bible said they... They ground it in meals. And I thought about where they get their meals. But the Bible said they ground it in meals. And some put it in bowls and, and, and churned it and beat it and broke up the, the manna. Amen. And made little cakes of bread. And the Bible said it tasted like fresh oil. And the people muttered, I've eaten manna and I've eaten manna and I've eaten manna. Sometimes we look at it as they went and picked it up and ate it like a cracker. That ain't what the Bible said. They had to prepare it. They had to work. They had to carry a load. They were harnessed. They were harnessed, if you will, stand. 